Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19? I'm just, where, what site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? <laughs> they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally like he dropped Superman down like the drain comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City. Part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big movie show. Good to have you with us from the Dave in the City studios at the home of champion Southern California, where my video is coming in really choppy. Why? I don't know. But we'll investigate that later. Uh, for the meanwhile, we bring in our friend, a couple quickies. And um, before we get into the random question spiel, and that's usually what we do with this with this segment, um, I do want to say, say hello to him. And Quicks, how's it going tonight? What you been up to? Going good, Dave. You know, just uh, dodging, dodging the pandemic. Well, same as all of us, I guess. You know, trying, yep. to, trying to live day to day here. Went back to a bar for the first time in a year and a month yesterday. So Wow. So far, I'm here. Okay. You're still alive. That's good. <laughs> good news all around, I, I think. Uh, and I, I think things are starting to move in that direction, which is a good thing. And I think that means that the vaccine's working. I don't know. We won't get into that tonight, but but good to hear. Right. I'm glad, glad you're doing all right. So, right. Um, you know, I, I we really cobbled this program together really quickly and uh, we'll just get into it now. I mean, the Arclight Cinema chain is closing, and the Pacific Theaters chain, which is the overarching parent chain of Arc of Arclight Cinemas, is also closing. And so they they made this decision after I'm sure they tried every effort to keep it alive, but it's just not that big a company. You're only talking about you talk. I mean, relative to AMC, you're talking about a corporation of only 300 screens, most of them on the West Coast, and. Uh, it's it's a sad week. If I've just been struggling with that, not knowing I'll never get to go back to an ArcLight. I just love ArcLight so much, and that's why I was glad to have you with me tonight. Um, so, you know, I I guess, well, I guess we'll do the spiel. All right, so let's let's get into this, and we have a lot of questions about the situation on America's favorite moment in sports and movie po talk podcasting. Hold on. Okay. Do the dance. It's time for random questions. Good stuff. In the city with Kevin on the game. Oh, that was funny. That's uh, sorry about the delay there. Came in on me. But yeah, welcome back. Uh, how's it going? How's the? How do you? How do you enjoy these visual elements? I am phenomenally impressed. Thank you. Know, you. We may have lost the arc light, but we've improved our entertainment overall here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, glad to hear that. I mean, very, very impressive. I mean, from where we've been, from what was the blog talk radio? Yes. Right? Into a, uh, blog talk radio. Blog talk radio. <laughs> and, and a little silly chat room that was attached to blog talk, right? There's a lot of juice, though, that, that we were talking, you know, Junkie and I oh, were talking about. I know, about. I, know. Oh, I, I would think, well, from, where, from there to here, from, you know, think where we are now from there. Yeah, no doubt. You, you have a TV show nowadays. This is great. Yeah, this is cool. And I've, I'm just, I took, I spent a lot of time looking for the graphical elements, like this graphic in the background and the captions and everything. I'm really proud of this. This is really cool. 
So yeah, looks great. awesome. Thank you, uh, thank you for that. So, so anyway, we're here tonight to talk about the loss of an incredible movie chain. And I realize you have not been to this movie chain, but I know you're intimately familiar with the industry. And they got to be mourning. I'm sure you've heard from all the different people. I was just reading today on the Hollywood Reporter. So many giant luminaries in the field of movie making devastated over this announcement. Yeah, yeah. I, and I may be more interviewing you tonight as you've gone. And it was always, you know, an aspiration of mine to go. I've actually never been to L.A. in my life. And, oh. you know, when you work in um, film and stuff, it becomes like, you know, how do you not go to L.A.? But then it, be, then it becomes like, oh, I'm going to L.A., you know, with a deal or something. You know, like we're, you know, when, when I have a reason to go, I'll, I'll go to L.A. Um but on the list, like the mythos of LA to me was like, go to the arc light. Like it's something I've always, you know, wanted to do ever since I heard about it, you know, cause you can tell better than me, right? It's the super wide screen. Is that correct? Like, yeah, the Cinerama dome. It was not Cinerama dome, 86 right? feet wide. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the, you know, the, you know, the ultimate presentation, I guess, in some ways they yeah. could do most theaters now are digital projection when we were growing up it was 35 millimeter projection but the rare theater could do the 70 millimeter projection mm -hmm. which is basically imax but it's i know tarantino for instance did a lot of his movies right at the arc light yep because what it's cinerama is that the technology well it was that, cinema, it, dome, that's, cinema dome is part of arc light yeah correct well the cinema the, the cinerama dome was run by Pacific Theaters way back when. It was built in 1963. And the Cinerama format was a Is format. that like a Disney thing? Uh, I don't know if it was Disney. No, it's not a Disney. It, it would I mean, they're not affiliated with Disney, but the Cinerama format was like a format. Like, it was like, I think it was like three projectors. Like, they had three projectors. Okay. Yes, yes. It's a very interesting scenario. Um, they only did a handful. There was a movie called, yeah, How the West Was Won that mm -hmm. was shot. And that it's insane. Three projectors. It really is. Like, yeah, it was setup. pretty. It was pretty gnarly. It was pretty gnarly. So, <laughs> so you had three booths in there. That's why it's so big. It's like you just had. You used to have three booths like used for okay for format. And then I think the most famous one I believe was it's a mad, 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 that's mad it. world. I think is the one that everybody right. knows. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, that was one of the movies. But then as time moved on, Cinerama was deprecated. But you still could do 70 millimeter on there. And so 2001, A Space Odyssey. And I, I know you weren't around for that, obviously, the mad, mad, mad world days. But was it was that something that was restored this theater? Or was it kind of maintained all that time from the late 60s to... They have done this. Until now. Yeah, they, they once in a while, or they would put on an actual Cinerama film. They'd take the reels and they'd clean them up and they'd show them again. They did yeah. show It's a Mad, 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 Mad World a number of times in its history over, say, since the revival, let's say it was about 20, roughly 20 years. Yeah, roughly 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever go to any of those? Or? I, I, you know, I was trying to all these years. I never made it to a Cinerama presentation, but I've done a, a, number, a couple of 70 millimeter films. Yeah, yeah. 2001 was my favorite. There's a couple of theaters in New York that do that. I think Lincoln Center will do a proper okay. 70 Miller screening. And then I think there's a second theater where you yeah. can see it. So, because um, it's, it's essentially the equivalent of seeing an IMAX movie. The uh, yeah, 
like bigger oh yeah you know, more defined things are possible and you know the resolution features. is greater for sure and um because the cinerama thing with three projectors is like how does your eye even like follow the screen so much <laughs> well they're supposed <laughs> you know, really to blend like... they're supposed to blend in like one picture that's the idea so like but you know, like what a like how big can the theater be to see it all? like it's really it's oh lot, yeah like, i know what you mean really that, that's that, like, i agree that, that is i don't know how they i don't know that's a great because if you're looking at the far right of the screen like yeah. It's got to be at least two two movie screens big compared to a normal screen. I yeah, assume, but, certainly. Um, I, it it's it's it was sublime. It, seeing it was crazy. Like seeing it in person. Like you would just go in, and I mean, I wish I knew how to screen share. I still haven't figured out how to screen share in this new system yet. But mm-hmm. I could show you like what it looks like, and just seeing the curtains is so intimidating. Like it's, yeah, yeah. You sit there and you see like these geodesic patterns above you. It looks like a giant honeycomb. It's all glowed in yellow. Okay. And it was all blue on the <laughs> inside, and seats were blue, and the curtains were blue. It was really gorgeous. And uh, was uh, this stadium seating? Was this like the first stadium seating setup? Or, uh, like, there the was flatter. such an interesting design. Like it was that it's a slope for like half of it, and then the other half of okay. the back was stadium seating. So okay, yeah. So that's yeah. some stadium that became the prototype of all theaters. Like everybody's yeah, all new theaters are doing stadium seating. Oh yeah, yeah, theater. definitely. So and and I remember that the uh, Century Theaters CU fee before that, like out here in California, had like smaller Cinerama domes. Like they'd have like smaller versions of that mm-hmm. where they would have the similar design. Like yeah, you'd be sloped for like half, and then the back half mm-hmm. would be just you'd have steps and you could sit in stadium style. So. Um, and I think, like when you were growing up, do you remember going to see IMAX anywhere? Like, did they have it? Uh, as a little Angeles? kid, I don't remember anything about IMAX. But when I was in high school, we went to the California Science Center, you know, next to USC, and we yeah, saw. Yeah, there you show. go. Oh, okay. That was awesome. That was great. I was like, whoa! Yeah, I was blown away. Because I remember, I think the first IMAX I was in was in DC at the Smithsonian. You know, when you're young and you kind of make that, you know, I think everybody. There are most people here kind of making Washington D.C. trip during like fifth and eighth grade, let's say, with, with your school. And I remember being in that theater where it was exactly just like that overwhelming. Your eye literally could not follow the entire screen, like from yeah. you know top to bottom. There was, but that's what's the interesting about about the direction and creation. Like you know, the director is putting your eye where he or she wants the wants it to go. Yeah. You know, so the whole frame doesn't necessarily matter but because you couldn't possibly take it all in no because imax now is not necessarily like that when you go to see it in the theater but like there's certain like the old school imax when you you know they're like a 10-story screen oh it's, uh... oh man it was but it you've got that boss. like in a place like science centers you know like mm-hmm. i think there's a place in new jersey called the um uh it's like a children's museum in like um liberty science center it's called and um in Jersey City, like by the Statue of Liberty, I think they have a true one of the, now because now you're describing that dome, sh- that dimpled dome shape. It almost looks like a golf ball, right? Almost like yeah, the screen, and um, they have a, like a true IMAX. You know, IMAX just became a brand at a certain point where it's like yeah, oh, that, that was unfortunate. With, yeah, because yeah, they it's hard to find a proper IMAX theater. I can I I put a lot of effort into figuring out which ones are the real ones. So the one mm-hmm. at Universal Studios. Like that theater yeah, over there? Yeah, I'm sure that would be. That's yeah, a real one. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's pretty big. Yeah, that's a big. That's as big. That's one of the bigger ones. Um, and obviously yeah. the California yeah. Science Center is still around, so that that's one. And yeah, I think most you know you find them in larger cities. I think there is mm-hmm. Lincoln Center. I think that's probably like a true actual yeah. IMAX. Yeah, but, but I think the one down the street from you doesn't count. <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> that one is not a real IMAX. Like it's well, the theaters looks the they same. May be, they may be showing 70 millimeter you know visuals, which is not bad, mm-hmm. but it's like a, it's in a proper a normal movie theater. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We are in the weeds with the uh, film talk here, Dave. But this is—I love uh, this. This is essential. This is essential what, breakdown. Yeah, I got something for you. Watch. So, what was it like inside there? Was oh, okay. Like... I keep going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it was very, very. It's a very old school presentation. Was it vintage or do they? Ups- no, no, they show everything there. Like most of the time, they're just showing whatever. But I mean, like the like snack bars, is it all oh, like from the 60s kind of at stuff? The the dome, the, like, absolutely, stuff or... yes. absolutely. They it was. It was as old school as it gets. Like you just go inside yeah. and you had like the carpet and then you had this one stand with like three really? counters and and you can order your popcorn. With a real popcorn machine probably, right? Oh yeah, that a giant popcorn machine in the back. It was making it right. It was fun. It was fun to do that. I mean, I know it was so simple, but I loved it. I think it was great, you know. Because like the theater I would go to growing up, you'd see behind the curtain, and there's just like literally garbage bags full of popcorn, but they dump into <laughs> popcorn vending thing, and like yeah, it, so they weren't freshly popping it. It was uh, it was just um, oh, I saw that too. I saw that. Yeah, eight- yeah, it was true. Yeah, I saw so that. Like eight- if you just- actually get freshly popped popcorn, it's like not. A, it's a nice deal. That is a nice deal. Yeah, I can't- you're not guaranteed. I, yeah, most giant chains. I don't know. Like half the time it is, and half the time it isn't. But yeah you can yeah. T- it's okay when it's not but it's clearly but a, a good place a good place they're gonna make it yeah yeah it makes, exactly. it, it makes exactly. all the difference yeah and it, you go if you go to the stadium like a like the sports stadium to watch take a game and get popcorn forget it, it you'll never get yeah fresh popcorn. yeah yeah it's totally yeah, all absolutely like pre-bagged and like gallons of it so yeah, I mean, it was very simple. Like you had like two bathrooms, one on the left side and one on the right side, and then the, the these hallways would go all around in the circle, and just to be consistent with the uh, the dome theme, so you go oh, all the way my around, God. Yeah. and it would ramp up to did the they upper have level. Still? Um, I don't remember the deal with ushers. I thought maybe they did, yeah, because like you go in okay. and like, do you need help with your seat? Blah blah blah. Here it is, but you know, it's, could you pick your seat or were you? You can still pick your, your assigned seat. seat. No, okay. it, it was a side seat. Yeah, so you. You can get when you go over there and you buy your ticket. They ask you to pick a spot, so you get, oh, you would pick. Okay, yeah, you would get to pick. So it's it's reserved seating. You get to pick your own seat. And over the years, I figured out that the best row I think was like like AA or BB. I remember you saying that. Yes, yeah. you want to be in a good yeah. So I just a good had part of the theater too. I, I'm like that, you know, and I know you are too. You, there's a specific distance you want totally. to be on the screen. You know, yes. So oh, I remember that so well. I'm seeing so many good movies there. <laughs> You know, we saw yeah, I saw the I think it I thought I saw Force Awakens there. I'm not sure. But I also okay. saw a Spider Man movie there. I saw at least I saw I think I saw Iron Man one, two or three. Not one, but I think I saw two or three there. I saw Ice Age. How far there. is this from your house? Yeah, it's kinda of like across town. So it takes me like about okay. forty five minutes to an hour to get there. So it's a little effort to go there. A little know. effort, yeah. But it's worth it. I, yeah. I think I've seen some yeah. brilliant films. Like two thousand one was one of my favorite experiences mm-hmm. the complete film even the overture and the intermission and everything else it was super cool to see that and um you can truly appreciate it and they even had the original magnetic soundtrack which is wild like i was wondering what wow. that sounded like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 
It's pretty good. Like I know you're mourning it, but it sounds unthinkable. They're actually going to let this thing go under. I you can't. Know? Like this I is just, such a. Uh, I, it's just hard. I think to... it was almost landmarked. You know, to hear yeah. everything you're describing about it, but I don't and know. all the money in Hollywood. Like, there's got to be someone that's going to come in there and save it. Essentially, I would think, but who knows? Well, know. there has been. Yeah, that's that was the latest report. I think well, there are people who are trying to do it. We're going to see. We're going to see if somebody can rush in and and kind of make it something new. At least save the dome, if nothing else. Save the dome. I mean, the other theaters yeah. are good, too. Well, how many screens are there besides the dome? See, I'm trying to remember that. Uh, I thought there were 14 regular screens. Oh, both, I both. didn't know it was that big. Okay. Yeah. So, so that is now this is the Arclight proper. Yeah, so the Arclight is the entirety of the complex. So it's like the Cinerama Dome is like one giant component of it. That's screen 15. Okay. And then the other screens are just what they call black box auditoria, which okay. um, they used to... Um, and in the black box, it's you got the blue seats as well, but it's fully stadium seating. It's just a square, and it kind of goes up. There's no curtain or anything. You just get to. Is see. this the ArcLight, or is like ArcLight a brand? ArcLight is a brand, but this was the first one. So this was, okay. this is always considered the flagship of the flagship, ArcLight. right? Yeah. And it's the only one with a Cinerama dome. The other ones don't have a dome. Just mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. imagine, just the black box part of it would be all right. other ArcLights. Um. They're all good though. Like, uh, I think there's only one that was really disappointing. Ironically, it's the one that's like really close to me. It's the one at Third Street Promenade. Just so tiny. It's like, eh. and it's like a. Well, this is like I would think. I'm not exaggerating to say this is cinema mecca for people. I would, you know. Yeah, this area. If you're is... a movie fan, this is the that is the single place to go see a movie in my mind. You know. I think it'd be cool to see it at like Man's Chinese Theater just for like the goof of that. Oh, that's and, fun! You know. Yeah, that's fun. I yeah. haven't I haven't been there since they converted IMAX, but I know they can pull that off because you if you've been in there. But we're a very short list of places. Like how many how many movie theaters can you name? The other thing I would say is like the Alamo Draft House in Austin. You know, like oh, yeah. New York City doesn't even have that iconic a theater that like you. This is where you have to go see a movie. Like, yeah. It's, they have cool venues, but they're not great theaters, like Film Forum or something, or mm. Lincoln Center. But it's like no one's like, "Oh, I want to see it at Lincoln Center." No one gives a shit. Like, <laughs> Lincoln Center. That's but it's true. It's true. Like, but yeah. like here I am on the East Coast, and it's like if I was going to Los Angeles tomorrow, ArcLight might literally be the first thing on my list. You know that I would want to, I would have wanted to check out. You know, it breaks my heart that you never get, got to see it. Get, I... get, get yourself a get yourself a little in and out, Becca, and get over to ArcLight. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I think I haven't embraced that it's going to close. Like to me, it's just how can it close? Like, I'm it's, stunned. It's crazy. Yeah, I can't get over that. I I don't know what's I don't know what to say. Like I. So I think I'm just in denial or holding out hope. Where I'm like, ah, someone's going to save this thing. They have to. There's a little it's... bit of that. You know, and and you know, like I don't think we rule that out. Maybe it will happen. Maybe someone will. There's so it. much money and how. I mean, Tarantino loves that place. Like he'll open yeah. that as his own like private screening room. Yeah. I mean, he's Quint, got it. It'll be Quentin's QT's arc life. But, you know. <laughs> Maybe you change the name of it to something else, or not. I don't know. But you, yeah, you're absolutely right, though. Like with all the movies he's put at the Cinerama Dome, all of them, like yeah. every movie, probably from like God, I can't even think how far back. Like since they opened, basically. So Kill Bill all the right. way up to now with the uh, right. Once Upon a Time, I think was the last film he did. Is there another eight, one? I know was there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that the hateful those eight. Those are the two big ones that I'd heard about. Yeah, hateful eight and Kill Bill were seventy millimeter. Yeah. He shot that in. I know for sure. I think yeah. Glorious Bastard was a part of that too, right? Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, yeah it probably is. So, um, 
even up to the end, he was doing 70 millimeter, even though like they don't yeah. even make in the film anymore at that. At that point. No, I know. It's like, it's so weird. Cause yeah. it's like for even the editing, mm-hmm. I love the concept of shooting the 70 millimeter, but it's also, it's almost like, I think they sort of digitize it. They edit it and then they basically put it back into 70 millimeter production. Oh, I, I know. What you, yeah. That they've been doing that. It's almost right? like you have to, like it's, there's no, cause if you, the other way of editing is just conventional editing where you're on like a steam deck cutting it literally, you know, splicing tape together, splicing film together. And, that's an interesting observation. You, know, you still have to you still have to do like your digital effects, your the titles at the very least, like on top uh, of it all. Do you want to do your color correction? So I, I don't know. No, you're, I, I think never looked you're, that far into it to see how he's you know doing it. I but. think that's probably right, though. It's a decent guess. I do know that when you have record reissues on on uh, vinyl, they're yeah. they're actually still doing it in Pro Tools. So all your it's really not. Dynamic. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's not like the right balance, and it's yeah. they're basically pressing a CD onto vinyl. Yeah, all for all intents and purposes. I mean, in higher resolution. Like you're not getting, really, but still. But you're getting a lot of that audio compression of the CD. You're not getting that full yeah dimension it's of sound. Like that's what vinyl. Analog. That's what vinyl's about. Is yeah. hearing. I mean, all those layers and levels that are possible. Sir, I mean, there are exceptions, I'm sure, but I know, I know that a lot of the big named companies doing that are doing exactly that. Like, you're just, they're, they're, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a higher resolution digital file getting converted to analog. It's like, that's not exactly an analog reissue to me. So No, absolutely. Yeah. So, I look like Max Head. Like, did, right did you ever, <laughs> did you ever listen to, they put out a, um, the Mono Beatles one time, a box set of all the Beatles albums on Mono. I wanted that. Did you know that? Where they're not, where they're not. St- well, if you have like Spotify or something, or if you have um, Apple Music, you can sort of hear it. You know, just they have the models on there. I thought they were just stereo. No, it's a mono box that they put. You have to look. You have to look it up. It's called the beat. They have it in stereo, like stereo. Standard, yeah. But if you want to hear it in mono, you can hear it just to hear. Because people that grew up with the Beatles, they're like, "What? You know, they didn't like. They didn't like the stereo remaster. They're like, no, this was recorded in mono. We want to hear." It's valid. So the Beatles being the Beatles found a way to make a buck. And they're like, all right, we'll, we'll put out a mono uh, a mono box set. But like, it's interesting to hear just like when you're as a listener, just to hear, you know, that rain, you know, because the channels were more divided and like, you know, yeah. it's the audio and the left speaker. Like I remember growing up, we had shitty cars. So like if the left speaker went out, you just, you're like... Well, I guess we're not going to hear lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they like the monos, though, because when they first started make, they didn't know how to do stereo back then. So yeah, yeah, exactly. They they, they were they, right. Yeah, that's it. That yeah, because it would uh, yeah exactly. It's like it would you be would, stacked. Up. Yeah, it was made for AM radio. Right. Right. For sure. For sure. So, and and everything in the '60s, like from like 1960 until really 1969, honestly, um, you probably want the mono versions where you can get them. Because yeah, the master yeah, because it was all keyed for that. Yeah, right, right precisely. Right. And keyed um, for AM radio. Yeah. So yeah, I am actually in that group of people that wants that mono box set. I got to go find it. I want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, yeah I hope it's, it's still it's out cool there. to hear just for contrast. Oh, absolutely. It's very. Yeah, heard... I'll send you a link after the show. It's, oh, it's definitely out there. It's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it might be worth. I mean, it might be like five hundred bucks now, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see. I'll see if. Well, you should it. be able to stream. You know, if you like, I said, if you have iTunes, it's ten bucks a month, and you can stream it. And, okay. Know, just to hear it. Hear I, it that way. If it is in digital form somewhere, I probably would take a chance on that. Yeah. 
That sounds like, I mean, yeah. that's a stupid comment. I should be more specific. If it's in a streamable format somewhere, I should, <laughs> of course it's in digital format. But uh, that's pretty cool. I know they actually had the records in mono too, which is nuts. Like, right. I can't even right. visualize. Well, I, I mean, you can. Like, they were, I saw them, but I mean, I can't even imagine like just putting that on your record player and like, wow, that's a, that's a trip. So yeah, so that's a lot of fun. And you know the deal with the, the like how they did the Beatles records back in the day. Like they released them in in England, and then they just completely cut and pasted all the songs into different orders in in the UN, in the U.S. for like the first few years until I guess. Oh, was, I had heard that. So there's all these different releases, right? Yeah. Like if you're so a real Beatle collector, like yeah, there'd be was, different reissues. And... Yeah, it was kind of a mess. So it's like I yeah, think the yeah, canon is. <laughs> The canon is the is the UK order. Like, just go by them until yeah. I guess Rubber Soul is about when they unified. Yes, I that. think you're right. Yeah. So, um, what's your favorite Beatles album? Random question. I am a White Album man. I like the variety nice, and nice. you know the uh, the mix yeah. up. I also like Let It Be. Okay. Um, you know, it's just. If we could add like five more Let It Be's, I would have loved it because I thought they got to a nice earthy. Like they were just their core. You just like that was a band just jamming kind of like Let yeah. It Be. I thought you know I, I know it's a little of amalgamation of stuff that was left over and whatnot. But what uh, what are you, Dave? I'm gonna guess you're a Sergeant Pepper guy. Yeah, that's you got it on the nose. That's totally it. I love Sergeant <laughs> Pepper. Man, that was my jam. Yeah. I love that. It's a great album. That's totally it. <laughs> nailed it on the nose and then i guess after that it'd be abbey road i, I really liked abbey road it was really good yeah yeah abbey is you can't go wrong with anything yeah so so those those two are were my because once you start listening then you start going even like just when you hear the early stuff like the bubble gum mm-hmm. like still this great punchy music uh you know yeah. why they're the beatles i guess <laughs> i mean but when you think they're doing there's you think they're doing all that in like seven years basically you know it's it's hard to you're right like that's that's a lot of juice in seven years you know yeah yeah they've changed the world with like seven years of albums so um pretty good stuff yeah um so that it how i mean i don't really own a lot of them i i do own abbey road i actually have that on an lp somewhere reissue though you can't get the original it costs like 50 bucks but but i i got a reissue of it at some point and then it's in Mm -hmm. my collection um, do you have any other CDs or anything, or do you just stream it? I guess. Well, now, yeah, I've shifted a lot of stuff to streaming, mm-hmm. but I, you know, what I should go back and listen to actually is the anthology. The oh Beatles yeah, anthology, which That's was a lot a good... of like the alternate takes. Yeah, that was a huge deal when that came out. Like, I remember like, ninety four or so, or yeah. ninety seven. I don't know something yeah. like that. I think it was. It was some thirtieth anniversary. Of like their Beatles in America or like whatever the hell it was or one of their albums and well it's, um, but no I remember there being I have Beatles Anthology three it's like alternate takes there's good stuff on it so, yeah I, and then they're like two new songs all of them. they had new songs in there too right like they had like a they did yes where they recut it with uh, John Lennon like yeah. some of his demos and they finished them and you know I'll still uh, I'll still fire them up here and there yeah that's cool that's super just, cool just great tunes. So here's the random, next random question. What would be the biggest, coolest theater complex, uh, at least in the before times, that was near you? Like, what was your, fa- what was your favorite place to go see a film? Oh, my favorite by far was Alamo Draft House. Oh, what I did Alamo? Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you, how much you know about Alamo. 
It's uh, they were the mm. Texas chain. I don't know if they they may not need them in LA because you you could get a beer at ArcLight, right? If you want, yeah, you could get. Do like, they, they, they kind of took that? They were the. Because ArcLight was doing that first, like they did. Like you could get a beer. Yeah, I think ArcLight. Uh, yeah, I think ArcLight invented that, from what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alamo kind of did it with more trash, kind of movie, like, you know, <laughs> action genre movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been to that one, the actual draft house in Austin, but I know they started franchising. So they had, to me, the Alamo is all about the curation. You know, like you're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of movies you just wouldn't typically see. So I was going to one in Yonkers in outside the city. And really, like, the theater was not a great theater at all. It was just, like, an old multiplex they took over. Um, but it was such a great community. Like, you got to know the people there after a while. You know, the same people kind of go to the same weird movies. And um, it was doing well. And then the pandemic hits. And mm. now I know Alamo itself has declared bankruptcy. Someone uh. has bought it. Um, so it's supposed to survive in some incarnation. But I think it's just very, you know, the people that owned Alamo were like film lovers and they, you know, they really, you know, being a film lover doesn't necessarily make you a money maker, you know, like you want to yeah. screen, you know, 10, um, 10 justice leagues and all your screens ideally and sell them all out. You know, no one wants to see a 1975 Elliot Gould movie <laughs> necessarily, in the, you know, not, not in mass anyway, no, but they right. would give you stuff like that. And, um, but that was that had become my like number one chain. I mean, other than that, we had like probably what you have, I guess. Like, I guess AMC is the one. I don't know if yeah. Lowe's is still. I like AMC. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Some are better than others, of but course. They are what they are. Well, we went right. to the what do you call it? Like the Oscar. That was always a good deal. Oh you and yeah. I both went yeah. on separate coasts, like the Oscar. I think Oscar movies. Like, well, the weekend of the Oscars, right? They would show back to back, like every every Those movie picture films. Like, you'd be, yeah, you'd be it sitting was, in a theater. I will give like, him imagine credit. That COVID, imagine that in COVID times now, you're sitting like with just 300 slobs in a theater for you know for <laughs> 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like imagine that, like wearing a mask. Oh, like, dude, so that, insane, like, can you do that for like 12 hours? I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. dude, I was just like that. Yeah. That was a rough. That was a rough job in non-COVID times. <laughs> <laughs> Once the popcorn part started oh, swelling. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the end of that night must have been disgusting, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. It really. I remember just thinking, like, all right, I'm ready to go home. I'm going to go 12 hours in the theater. Yeah. Um, not to say Alamo was in the same. Well, Alamo would do that. They would do a lot of, like, film, you know, like. Alamo used to do a, um, they would have, like, theme days, and you wouldn't know the movies. And it was every movie was a surprise as they were coming on. So. And you're supposed to guess what the theme is. Well, you would know. Like they did. I remember they they did Happy Birthday for Burt Reynolds' birthday. One okay. Year, like when Burt Reynolds turned eighty, so it was just you knew you were seeing Burt Reynolds movies all day. You didn't know what Burt Reynolds movies, you know. So right. It wasn't just like Smokey and the Bandit and Cannonball, which I would have been fine with. But like I think they showed Gator and Stick. Ooh, Gator. Yeah, this, yeah, How was that? Was How was Gator? Did you see it? It was good. It was fun. You know, they're I, all I, worth watching. You know, yeah, they're like with the a crowd, they're that much better. You know, like the seventies kind of. Yeah, know, yeah. Just people walking on screen would just get a laugh, like wearing bell bottoms. Like, yeah. You know. I I love the idea of Gator. I just I, I want to see that one because it's well, a fun Gator. Idea. I think is you know Smokey the Bandit pretty well. 
No, okay. I've never seen it. I have not. I don't know a lot about that. Oh, one. that you should. That you should definitely. Uh, yes, I know that there's going to be. This could be. This could be a whole podcast series here. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. No, though. I, I, a, I owe it to myself. Smoking the band isn't too inappropriate. There's nothing. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty. Okay. Uh, just good old fun. It's right? just a good. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's like you know, it's Burt Reynolds being charming for mm-hmm. 90 minutes. You know. I'm digging it. I, I dig always it. tell people Smokey and the Bandit is the best, one of the best scripts slash experiences. Because the first five minutes of the movie tell you what the next 85 minutes is about. <laughs> they set it up and then it just happens. And it's, so it's, it's nice. It's a cool experience. You're right. I owe it to so. myself. It's a classic. I, I can't not see that. So I will at some point. It's a good idea. <laughs> I love the car. That, uh, that, that Firebird with the T, the T top. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge hit back in the seventies. So I had watch Cannonball too. Cannonball Run. That's another. Oh yeah, yeah. That's sort of the template of Ocean's Eleven. Just like let's get a bunch of stars. They're just having fun. It's not like a great movie, but mm-hmm. it's you know totally enjoyable. That sounds like a fun movie though. You know, yeah. it, it seems to do they look so Mad 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 World was like the first of those big old movies with like a whole bunch. Yeah, of Yeah, you're right. Right. They had yeah. Cannonball Run. And then I don't know what the '80s one was, or maybe that was the '80s one because it was in the '80s, I think, early '80s. Right. Um, and then Rat Race was the one I remember from like yeah, that's fairly right. recently. Yeah, that's a great one. I, I like that movie. Um, yeah. Any others? Like any other movies like that? Like I'm trying to think, what other movie? Well, I'd put Ocean's Eleven in that. Oh yeah, Ocean's realm. Is good. Yeah, it's a good you know, film. it's a, it's a little better movie, but yeah, um, that's true. That's true. So that'd be the one for the then. Movie. They have like the um, they're more like chick flicks, but like Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve. Okay. Sort of, okay. Yeah, there were a lot of people. Big ensemble. Ton of yeah. Ton of famous names in that one. Yeah. This is the end. How about that one? Yes. That, yeah. I would put that in that in, in that category. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, it's another one I got to see. Like this is the end. Isn't the greatest movie, but it's you watch them. It looks like they're all having fun. So mm-hmm. I yeah. think you as an audience member, you have a little fun with it. So. Yeah, for sure. There's a movie. Um, if you ever look up a movie called The Bridge Too Far. That was uh, it's a seventies movie. It's it's okay, but it's like it's everyone big from the seventies, like you know Robert Redford. Nice. And, um, I'm trying to think who else, but that's got a lot of a lot of star. And it was basically just conceit for that. It's a war movie where it's like we're just gonna get every big star and like put them in for five minutes, and you know we'll sell a lot of tickets. And it didn't exactly work. <laughs> uh, and the, like the more serious version of that is um, was a Thin Red Line, the mm-hmm. Terrence Malick movie. Like mm-hmm. they have a ton of. You get like George Clooney for five minutes, and you know everyone who was big for five minutes. Oh yeah, it was a pretty. That serious, was a, yeah. that was the same year as Saving Private Ryan, uh... which isn't quite the same thing, but the same idea of like you know we're getting a bunch of dudes together and putting them you know in a war setting. Got it. Got it. I saw the trailer for it some time back, so it's similar to that. Okay. Dirty, Dirty Dozen is kind of like that, right? Mm-hmm. Where you yep. I guess some Tarantino movies are like that too, right? Because uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think he's influenced by those movies. So, yeah. like, that makes sense. I think Inglorious Bastards is very much like his Dirty Dozen. I think. Yeah, right, right. That, that's yeah. a good. That's a good example. Yeah, definitely. You know, and he's been doing that. Django was that? Would that be? Yeah, that's. That'd be in there? Yeah, it's approaching that. You're putting a lot of stars, like yeah. you know, together in, in one place. I guess it's fair to say, like everything he's done. Hateful like, Eight, you know, does those too. Yeah, Hateful Eight too. I mean, let's be honest. I think everything, like since like 2004, has have been some version of that because there's so many big names mm-hmm. in all of his films now. Right. Right. And everybody wants to do it. 
Oh yeah, and it's no doubt, and it's earned. So, um, yeah, right. Um, I mean, that's a that's it's. I don't know where oh, am I going. So anyway, with, with well, with Alamo, they so they. I guess they're in an uncertain future, you know. And I think you know, kind of all movie theaters are potentially for a little while here. Like last summer, I don't know if I told you, but I was. It was like my summer of drive-ins because that was like all you could do was mm-hmm. go to a drive-in movie here. And um, that's so interesting. So they came back in a big way, yeah. you know, and like they were a blast. <laughs> you know, like cool. I really love doing them. So I'm going back to more nice this year with or without, you know, the pandemic. Cause it's like, I don't know if I'm ready to sit in the theater just yet, but um, that's so fascinating. Know, I've never, I, I haven't been to drive in since I was like, I don't know, eight. <laughs> it's, been a really, it's been a really long time. Are there any, are there any nearby? I mean, I haven't really looked into it. I'm. I think there might be one with about an hour for me somewhere. It's a good question. Okay. I don't know. I, I I'd only. I never even went to them when I was little because they were all gone by the time. Yeah. You know. Well, I didn't so know that the there were any time, around. I went to a drive-in. It was uh, yeah. I went in my twenties to one. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll travel like an hour for a drive-in. You know, it's like they're not. It's not like they're up. Yeah. You know, close, <laughs> but it's yeah. Uh, if it's something to do, and they've opened a few kind of pop-ups in New York, like they're a little expensive, but no. Mm-hmm. They have one in Brooklyn and Greenpoint where it's like fifty dollars. It's it's not a bad price. It's fifty dollars for a carload of people, right? You know, um, but so, the drive-in's fun because now you can sort of do a tailgate. You know, like pop your, you know, put up some like lawn chairs and sit outside your car and cool. like, have a cooler and yeah. So it's so in the digital age, how does the audio get to your car? Like, do you do you use Bluetooth on your radio? Oh, still on the radio. Okay, so it's still on the radio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So you just tune into a certain yeah. station and then it just, you hear the. Correct. Yeah. Like okay. 87, nine. And yeah, you can hear it. So I bring a boom box usually, and then you just set it up outside. Oh, right. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You're but really... everyone's got a radio. So like yeah. you can just walk around. You're not going to miss any of the movie. Nah, right, kind of doing right. the same thing. Yeah. What's the, tr- what's it like going to that concession stand? That's like in that little building. On the, oh, on the that's back. the best part. Yeah. That's yeah. The yeah. best part, man. Yeah. It's oh, like beautiful. They're... Cause the drive-ins I go to, like they were built, you know, probably they survived. So they, you know, God knows how much money they're making. They're, they're not updating the, <laughs> the, uh, the concession stand signage or anything. So it, they all look like period war bunker kind of cinder block huts. Um, most have like the old seventies or sixties signage and all that stuff. So it's awesome. Like it's, That's super I cool. think it's a great time, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I highly recommend it to anybody just to, you know, well, go once and you'll probably go again. You know, it's like, I'll fun. scout that. I mean, I'm seeing that they're still that they've been revived in essence. Like I, I'm, I'm totally excited about that. Um, I, 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 I definitely, I don't know where. I mean, I might have to go all the way to the Inland Empire. Um, right. But I'll see. I'll see. We'll see what we can come up with. Uh, I got a word from our friend Kevin on the Cape that he's he might send us a random question. So I'm gonna stay on for a little few oh. minutes. This is exciting. We'll see. <laughs> I can't stand for too much longer, though. But um, hopefully, oh, here we go. Whatever you need, Dave. Okay. I will ask this one question, and maybe we can close with that. But just before okay. we get to the question, um, maybe just yeah. the final commentary on like what is going to happen now to movies. I mean, and as it is, I mean, movie going is already kind of declining, and we've kind of moved into Netflix and Disney Plus and apps and all that sort of thing. But uh, I love going to the theater, and I'm just hoping that this isn't just the beginning of like the complete decline of movie going. What, what do you What do you think the future is for movies? 
you know, our last big pandemic is 1918. Movies were big back then. Mm-hmm. And movies came back. You know, I'm sure people had a lot of the same feelings we're all having where it's like, I don't want to get sick. And, you know, is it worth dying to go to see a movie? Literally. But then at a certain point, I think we'll probably get to a place where you say, like, well, I got to start living my life a little bit here. So right. I think movies are never going to go away. I think there's definitely going to be a contraction, though, based on the pandemic. Like what I say with a lot of this pandemic stuff is, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like maybe these movie theaters wouldn't have lasted five years. So some of them are going to close within a year now. You know, So it sort of sped things up, but it was, you know, sort of an inevitable conclusion, sadly, in some respects that, you know, you were going to have, you know, some of this contraction and pullback, you know, on, on movie theaters. Yeah. I, um, I think you're right about TV that people are getting much more acquainted and accustomed to, you know, and especially even as a creator, like you write a character and it's like, God, I'm just giving my character away after two hours. Like, don't I want to spend 10 hours seeing what happens to them or 20 or 30 or 40 if possible, you know, the pendulum will swing on this TV stuff. Probably. (laughs) Like I heard they're making walking deads until like they're they have ten more years of no. ten to fourteen more years of Walking Dead. No, and like no. They, it's the already article jumped. said like no. it's been dead for five years. Exactly, right? like I, gonna... I, it jumped the shark a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh like my gonna, goodness! But it's like they, you, it's going to be almost like the comics in your in your daily comic strip. <laughs> like it really though. It's like what are, what is the point of a comic? It's just like yeah, it's kind of there. It's kind of comfortable. Like you really need you know. If you're reading Beetle Bally, like you need to see every Beetle Bally, like you kind of come in and out of it, you know, the general gist of it or Blondie, like, you know, the guy eats a stupid big sandwich and, you know, <laughs> and Mr. Whatever, like the boss is a dick, <laughs> like right. so you kind of, you can jump in and out of this shit, you know? Yeah. So true. I, That's true. Like think of Grey's Anatomy, how long that show's been on the air. Yeah. Like, I think it's. I remember it's when, up on I, 20 years. Like, I, that I, show would never, in a, in a competitive environment, that would never last 20 years. But it's just like, eh. It, it's, it's, it's insane when you look at it. Like, the, the cast turnover they've had. Like, that's, um, that is funny. You're right. I, so, I, I don't know. I, I don't know Will people always be this, you know, I, I feel like I'm biased. I think movies are awesome. And it's like, just give me give me a two-hour story sometimes. Yeah. It's like, get me in, get me out. There's There's only so much story you need to tell. And I think people are always going to want a date night and I think they're going to want to get out of their house. And I think, you know, when I was growing up, you know, when we went to the movies a lot, when it's like, my mom would be like, it's really hot out. Ah, Like we didn't have, we didn't have air conditioning. And it's like, it's like, let's just go sit in the air conditioning for two hours. Um, It's pretty sweet. You know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people are that way. Like where you just, you know, you might not have the money to, you know, cool your old house, but you'll sit in the, sit in the cold air for two hours. Um, Yeah. So I think movies are always going to exist in some form. And I, you know, it's, uh, and now this is, you know, having, you know, you can go get a drink at the movies and go get dinner at the movie. Like, I think all that stuff was kind of giving you a little bit of a shot in the arm, but I think, you know, we're, we're in Marvel and, you know, kind of blockbuster world for the foreseeable future. Like those kind of big movies will be what's in the theater and small movies, you know, much more hit or miss here or there, but. Yeah, I think there's always going to be an audience for them somewhat. So. Well, that's a good view. That's a good viewpoint of it, and uh, a very well said, uh, Quicks. So, with and I kind of mirror some of that. I feel like there will always be a place for movies. So I'm, I'm happy to to, to know of that reality. 
Um, so, man, I am blurry. What is that? But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's get to our random question tonight. And it comes from the Junkman. He says, but prefacing this question, he says he's been diving deep into screenwriting research lately. So he's excited to hear your expertise on this on this matter. All right, so here we go. The question, what is the number one element of a hit TV show drama? Um... Well, it's interesting. What are we defining as a hit? Because there's network television hits, which are, I think they're very character driven. Because you're watching, they're doing 22 to 24 episodes a year. So you're going to want to get something out of those characters. Right. Um, Like these, I haven't watched these NCIS shows, but I've actually been watching a little of The Equalizer. Okay. Okay. And, um, like Latifah is very likable, you know, like, so you could, I, I think this shows a little, you know, I don't know how realistic it is per se, but it's like Latifah is a great person to want to spend time with watching TV. Like the she character. makes it easy watching TV. The main know. character. Well, the, char- the character slash the actor performance. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's office, Michael Scott. Like look at all those office characters. Like, people right. just watch that show. Over- I, I've never been like an office guy, but it's like people, and I know that's not a drama, but still it's like, I think TV is a character character-based medium then you go to like cable shows though where you're doing cable netflix a hit there to me is you know it's going to be story and it's almost like hooks and what's bringing you back what what puts you into the next episode Mm -hmm. like i think when andy was on we were talking about um yellowstone on peacock the kevin costner show yep and it's kind of like a western Mm -hmm. but the show is so dense like it's like so much just happens and like you can't end an episode without starting the next one. Cause you're like, Oh God, I got to see what happens. Yeah. So it's, it, it would be hard to have that pace though for 22 episodes. They do 10 episodes a year. And it's like, so, you know, when you're writing 22 episodes, you got to probably what happens on Yellowstone happens on 22 episode shows, but you're doing it in half the time. So it's a much more like frantic pace. Like mm. Boom, boom, boom. And so keep, but it would burn out after on, um, you know, on network on a regular run but for what tv is now like binge watching like what'll keep you kind of coming back and you know going right back you know so there's you know we call it we call it all tv but it's like they're almost two different mediums like this kind of cable slash you know netflix short like 10 episode stuff is totally different than network because you just can't write 22 great stories i don't think yeah that's true that's true. That means you, know, you can't have you can't have twenty two twenty two episodes worth of stuff happening. So what, if you can't have that stuff, you're going to have characters. You want to be with the people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that's a good breakdown because even though we seem to think of TV more in the sense of the of the ten episode cable slash streaming medium, there still is mm-hmm. the network c- scenario, and it's still there. Like it, if you just want to pop in on a night and not really think about things too much and like all right let's put this on or this on or whatever on and whatever else so and I, I don't know how long it'll last but it still drives the bus you know it's yeah. still like a big you know gets more network tv is still very big it's still getting the most viewers and yeah the most true. engagement yeah you know? i mean you can even bring it down to you know sports too particularly football like it brings a whole lot of viewers into it so there's a draw from there there's a hook as well with those 
Not as much. As well, one. I think that's a big that's a big part of it. I yeah. think Blue Bloods is still kind of like a household name as a concept. Like everyone knows what sort of Blue Bloods is, and you know, like NCIS. I think yeah. people there are so many like Netflix and you know Hulu, Netflix, uh, Prime, Paramount, yeah, uh, Peacock. Like all these people are making shows now. Apple TV, Netflix, yeah. Um, HBO is still making TV shows. Showtime is still making TV. Shows. Yep. So it's like it's hard to keep track of all this. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. I was, but at least like you said, like watching football, you get that stuff drilled in your head, though, like NCIS. And, you know. Oh, that's true. It's a great promotional vehicle. That's why CBS right. was stupid when they got out of it in the nineties. It's like you losing so much opportunities to promote your TV shows. It's like yeah. Well, what do they do? The minute they got a chance, they got right back they into back it. Into yeah, it. yeah. exactly. So they haven't looked back since then. So that's 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 just what it you know, that's the the big thing about it. If they work hand in hand. So like you have one mm-hmm. to plug the other one and then you can kind of go back to the other one and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautiful. So um all right. I think that's pretty good for tonight. I mean, um any other anything else you want to get into before we go? Well, no, that's all. I just go to movies, people. I when they come back and you get a chance. If in the meantime go to a drive in, you know. Uh here, here. Yeah, I think it's still, still, a, still a great way to take stuff in. Is the, is yeah. the movie? Well, quick. So, last thing I'm going to say is, I hope you can make it down here to LA sometime. I'll show you around all these cool theaters. I think that some of them will still be around. I can't wait. Oh, uh, that that is a date. Once we're through all this nonsense, absolutely. I love it. And I think we'll be back in business. Beautiful. All right. Well, till next time. Thank you so much for the time. <laughs> I really appreciate this. This is fun. Yep. Absolutely. All right, bud. Take care. All right. Take care. You do. All right, so that's our friend Couple Quickies. That's our program tonight. Thank you so much for listening and and watching, everybody, if you have it, had it on YouTube. I am Dave Medina. This this truly has been a remarkable time. Um, we kind of just did this on the fly, and I'm, I'm glad that we, we got we got to, into a pretty good show. Um, and with that, I say good night, and have a good weekend, everybody. If, you're, if you missed any of our past episodes, you can find them on our website at Ditkow. And if you want to check us out on Twitter for the latest updates, we're at we're at Didcow there. Facebook is facebook.com slash Didcow. And um, in the feed itself, Apple Podcasts, look for David the City Out West. I'm David Dina once again. Hope you enjoy a movie out there uh, at home or wherever you may be. And we will see you next time. Bye.